BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And for today's current mood combo, I'm so excited to have Jessica Zimmerman on the podcast because she is transforming lives and businesses one reclaimed story at a time. Her story is insane. Just another, like, from start to finish, incredible story. She's a serial entrepreneur, a compulsive career pivoter, and a person that's just unafraid of asking hard questions and sharing nuanced answers. She'll explain how she was a floral designer turned educator and author who is a mother and a wife. I'm so excited to dive into her book because not only is she the serial entrepreneur that now like teaches people how to build their businesses and just has this awesome story on the career side of it, her personal story that she started sharing is insane. Her husband, Brian, contracted a mysterious illness that left him 50 pounds underweight and a prisoner to their master bedroom. She had no idea the journey of self-discovery on which they were both about to embark. They obviously had to work to solve the riddle of his illness, and they also had to ask the even harder questions like, was their marriage even worth saving? She's all about growing through the dark times and just has so many words of wisdom to share with us today. You guys are absolutely going to love this week's current mood combo. But of course, first, let's jump into my best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this week was just crushing it. I feel like I crushed it. I really do. You guys know I had like a really just like not great, like definitely one of the worst <laughs> moods of the week kind of weeks, you know, the other week. And I obviously got my shit together and by the time you get your shit together then you're able to just have an awesome week and I feel like my week was just full of so many mood boosters I was really like productive but gentle with myself compassionate with myself and just like patient and present and just all those great intentions that we always talk about on the podcast I feel like I just really crushed it like I did one of my mood boosters that I'm not going to say this week because I've already mentioned it a couple weeks ago, which was like my to-do list. And I just find that when you keep them short and sweet and simple and attainable, you just feel like you crush it because like at the end of the day or throughout the day, you're able to just check things off. And I was actually doing it before the podcast. And I like had that thought of like, oh, like I'm crushing it so far this week because I was able to just check all these things off that I that I do. And even if they're like simple things, just like the act of checking them off itself, like gives you that moment to be proud of yourself and make you feel like you crushed it, which is just going to like ultimately boost your mood and give you just like something small to be proud of. And, you know, it really is the small things that add up to great big things and I feel like like I crushed it this week because I got my work done I got my mood boosters and self-care stuff that I wanted to do done and I 
spent time with my family. I saw my friends. Like, I did all these little things that added up to just a great week where I'm like, huh, best mood? Crushed it. My worst mood this week, I think it has to just be, like, those intrusive thoughts. And I've done a really good job of kind of, like, telling them to shut up. But they're obviously still there. I don't want to just act like, you know, I had the best week ever. Even though I did, I'm not going to lie, I have a good week. I definitely still, you know, have those intrusive thoughts that you know, two weeks ago, I let obviously completely consume my life and debilitate me. But this week, once I was like back grounded, leveled again, was able to just like be annoyed by for a second and then tell them to like get out of here. And it's kind of like a combination of either like, I see you anxiety, like get out of here. I'm not even entertaining this. Or it's a really quick fact checking situation where it's like, okay, or this, 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 and this, and that's not true or that's not going to be true. And so that's kind of like how I coped with having those intrusive, anxious thoughts that like wanted to kind of spin me out and not, I didn't let them spin me out. I either was just like, shut up, that's stupid, or I'm not listening to you. Like I literally say that to myself in my head. I'm just like, no, like not right now. Like I really just like get logical. And Lauren, who's driving the bus, not my anxiety, is just like, no, not now. Or I like have a quick conversation with myself of like, that doesn't need to be true because of X, Y, and Z. Like just the fact checking that we talked about last week. And that is, you know, on the at mood with Lauren Elizabeth Instagram. So that was kind of my best mood and worst mood of the week with just like, you know, even when you have a really good week, there's still obviously little worse moods, but if you can balance them out with the best, you can just have an overall good week. Don't put too much pressure on yourself to do that. It just ends up happening when, you know, the small mood boosting things add up and you look back and you're like, oh, wait, I, did, I, had a, I had a pretty good week. I crushed it. You guys know I'm literally Majuri's biggest fan since day one. If you're a day one person, you remember that I was <laughs> one of the first people to, you know, like really wear Majuri. So we are so happy that they are a part of mood. If you don't know Majuri, because you obviously like are living under a rock, which is like totally okay. Come out, smell the fresh air. Majuri makes fine jewelry for every day but minus the traditional 10 time markup. They have new limited edition drops every Monday instead of like seasonal releases, like more traditional retailers, which I love because I'm obsessed with jewelry. So I'm constantly going on their website and just like getting newness all the time because I'm always wanting new jewelry. They always have new jewelry. It's like a match made in heaven. So you can find fresh new picks every week for every style. And the best part is that their pieces are fairly priced. They're handcrafted, ethically sourced and made to last. So their pieces are 14 karat solid gold and they don't wear out or scratch easily. That's because 14 karat is actually much more durable than 18 karat gold. So just like think like no more green fingers or fine jewelry that oxidizes. Besides gold, they also have sterling silver, freshwater pearls, ethically sourced diamonds and milestone pieces. They have something for every budget for everyone, including women's, men's and unisex pieces guaranteed to elevate your fall wardrobe. If you need help deciding, just try virtual shopping. You can live chat with a majority stylist one on one, get answers to all your burning questions and find something perfect, whether it's for yourself or a gift. Visit Majuri.com and use code MOOD for 10% off your first order. That's Majuri.com, code MOOD for 10% off your first order. For mood boosters this week, I had such a mood boosting week. It's like, how do I even narrow it down? But I tried, okay? My first mood booster, you probably saw it on Instagram, is the Beast Blender. I've wanted this blender for like so long. I just like couldn't commit because I feel like I couldn't commit to my apartment. And finally, when I was coming back this time from California, I was like, okay, Lauren, 
just get the blender. You'll like your life is all over the place. The least you could do is have a blender somewhere. You know what I mean? It's the little things in life. So I got this beast blender because you guys know I'm obsessed with smoothies. I just feel like it's such a big part of like my overall wellness and feeling good and looking good from the inside out. Obviously, I have a Vitamix in California. I left it in my LA house. And this, I just feel like, was kind of like a different blender because you literally, like, take it off and you can just drink straight out of it. Where, like, the Vitamix, you obviously, like, pour into a glass. And I also don't have a lot of <laughs> glasses and, like, cups in my house. So as I was making the smoothie, I was like, shit, what am I going to pour it in? And then I realized, like, oh, Lauren, this is why you bought it. So you can drink straight out of it. And there's, like, different sizes. So I make, like, really, really mini smoothies. And then I make, like, a little bit bigger ones. I got like the whole system. It was about like $200, maybe 200 something dollars. And honestly, I think it was like great bang for my buck. I've used it every single day since I got it and washed it. I've been loving putting like my Saqqara powders in it, just making super simple, like healthy things to just like snack on, wake up in the morning and drink. It's just like such a mood booster because it's like that mindful moment of self-care and also putting something really, really good for my body inside of it that's going to also in turn make me feel good from the inside out so just like 10 out of 10 mood booster for sure I know I talked about candles probably like last week on the podcast and I have to say like I leveled up but like for a good reason I had this candle in California the last time I was there staying with my boyfriend's family and I literally was at the airport and had to order it for myself because I lit it like every single day that I was there last time and it is absolutely unreal how do you say it it's apotheky apotheky probably totally saying that wrong I put it on Instagram it's a-p-o-t-h-e-k-e such a great Christmas gift like I'm sorry to whoever knows me in real life that's listening to this you probably will be getting it as a gift it's the charcoal scent and oh my god I was sitting like on the couch on Monday just like with a clean apartment with this candle lit like watching tv and it was like super chilly and rainy in Chicago and the mood was boosted like it was just a mood in itself it was so amazing this candle smells like absolute fall winter heaven on earth it is like everything I love in a candle and more I'm telling you and every time someone walked into the room I was staying in in California they were like oh my god it smells so good in here like I'm telling you I think it's a best-selling candle this candle is freaking amazing okay you get the point my next mood booster is the Sculpt Society. I told you guys when I had Megan Roop on the podcast that it was like totally going to be a certified mood booster, and it is. I went to her event on Sunday. She in herself is obviously a mood booster, and her workout that we did on Sunday was like so much fun. It was a combination of obviously the dance cardio and the sculpting, and I just had an absolute blast and like sweat and felt like I was just kind of engaging parts of my body and muscles that like I don't usually engage just doing something different mixing it up I just loved that I pushed myself to like go to an event and go to a workout like on a Sunday I haven't like really worked out in real life like with a bunch of people in a really long time because obviously quarantine we got used to really working out on our own and now I have a gym here so that in itself was a mood booster on Sunday but then I have just been using the app all week and I just absolutely love it it's the Sculpt Society app I love that I can get my cardio in in a different way because the only other cardio I get in is just like going on walks and or doing 12 330 on the treadmill so this was such a fun way and like silly way to get cardio in I just felt kind of like I don't know it, it was just like so nice I've I figured out too that like one of my mood boosters the past week especially like now that I'm working out again because 
it's just I need it to boost my mood. But it's also like I'm so like concerned with like people looking at me at the gym or like at the event, people looking at me like I'm just like so self-conscious and like I just don't like I don't like being looked at. I don't know. It's like a weird thing that I have that I've talked about before. But I just started telling myself like who cares? Like who cares? Like also no one's looking at you obviously, but it's more so just like who cares if they are, right? And just kind of like starting to like live a little bit more like that and starting with workouts. And I've literally had to tell myself that multiple times throughout every single workout, but it's really been boosting my mood, like having that thought and going like, who cares? And then doing what I want to do and just kind of really like getting rid of that part of myself that like gives a shit and doing whatever I want and just like owning it. So that is like a total combined mood booster, starting with the Sculpt Society app, going to the event on Sunday, dancing like no one's watching, literally, and also just in general working out, even if I'm doing Melissa Wood health workouts, like doing a flow, like she even does this thing at the beginning of her workouts where she's like, okay, take a moment, like breathe in, breathe out. And I'm always like, okay, like hurry up, get to the workout. Like I just want to do it. I don't want anyone to like see me like breathing in and breathing out and like grounding myself. And it's like, who cares? Like why? Like what? Like it's like when I see people doing that, like I don't care what they're doing. So like, why do I think like, what? It's just like so insecure. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Do you have more worse moods than best moods? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send messages to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com mood, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And of course, we have a special offer for mood listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com mood. Therapy is always a mood booster. Get on it, you guys. Okay, you guys, that's it for my mood boosters this week. I'll have more next week. Don't worry. All I'm doing is boosting my mood over here, and it's working. That's why we love mood, you guys, and I love seeing you guys boost your mood, so make sure to tag me at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram and follow along for mood boosters throughout the week. Let's jump into our current mood combo with Jessica Zimmerman. I'm absolutely so excited for you guys to listen to her. I loved our chat, and she is a mood booster. Of course, that's why she's on mood. So let's jump into it with Jessica. Okay, I am so excited to have you on. You just released, just released kind of, I don't know what month it is anymore. It's so hard with the pandemic and everything still. Your book and your story is absolutely like unreal, insane. And I just need everyone to get to know you. How did you kind of come about? I mean, I know because, you know, I do my research. I'm like really good at my job, Um, but introduce yourself and kind of like how you got started to now have this amazing Instagram and just like online community and book. 
Yeah. So it all started, honestly, when I was three years old, I was in a car accident and Mm -hmm. I survived and my sister died. And that event changed the entire trajectory of my life. Every decision that I've ever made was somehow influenced by that accident. I think the the overarching um, theme is that I don't want to waste my time. We're not promised tomorrow. And so I wanted to own my own business because that was the only thing in my mind growing up that I could, um, you know, being the boss of you, you can also be the boss of your own time. I wanted to be able to like, if, if I was so fortunate or if I chose to, to have a family one day that I could attend their dance recitals and soccer mm-hmm. games and all the things and not have to ask permission. Um, and so I always knew I wanted to own my own business, but I think the other thing is that there was always growing up this sense of there's something that you're supposed to do. And I don't, I couldn't, I didn't have the language for this growing up, but it was the only way it's going to happen is for you to be here physically and your sister, Courtney, to be here spiritually. And together, y'all are going to make some kind of impact. So what's interesting is that I ended up, I, I didn't care what I did owning my own business. I would have sold knives for a living. I almost did. I ended up <laughs> buying a wedding rental business and hated rentals with a passion. Um, then my husband gets, uh, I had a two-year-old daughter and I had six-week-old twin boys. And my husband, who has been the complete breadwinner, honestly, he made it all. I, was, I had this business that was really more like a hobby and more for ego, like to have my name mm-hmm. on a sign and for people yeah. to think I was important or special, but I was making nothing. And so it was all a facade. And my husband, who's a financial advisor, gets sick. We can't figure out what's wrong with him. He's in the hospital. I have these babies. And for the first time in my life, I have to not only take care of myself, but this whole family. And there was a moment where I looked at my husband in the hospital and I thought, he's going to die. And I had a doctor tell me that he is dying. And there was this fear that came over me, this paralyzing fear, because um, I had already lost my sister. So I had this whole chapter of life, right? The childhood chapter where there was no one to bounce anything off of. Like, why is mom acting like that? Does dad do this to you? Like there was, what, what are we supposed to do? What's going on? Like, I, that was all just me. And so I had already been through this part of life where I had to kind of child alone. Mm-hmm. And the thought of parenting alone absolutely terrified me. And so I thought I'm going to do absolutely anything that I can to save this man. Um, so that my kids don't have to experience loss like I experienced it. And so that I can have a partner and I don't have to do this alone. So owning my own business was basically emotional insurance. It was, it was for me to have something in the event that something happened to my family. Well, what I realized is when something threatening happened to my family, my business is what I ran to, Mm -hmm. what I put everything into And very quickly, I was able to turn it around and and really provide for my family and make some money. It's amazing what you can do when your back is against the wall. Mm. Um, But 
yeah, I went from that wedding rental business to learning how to make money in the wedding industry to teaching people. Um, I have a program called the business behind the blooms that has transformed so many wedding businesses and sharing vulnerably about my business prepared me to share vulnerably about my personal life, which that's what sleeping with a stranger is my book. When, so before the book and like, obviously, you know, with the building the business and, you know, being able to teach others that when did you start being vulnerable about the personal side of your story? There's always been a part of me my whole entire life that craved vulnerability. Mm. I now I believe, and I talk about this in, in the book that we're all kind of born with these scripts and it's like, this is who you are. And this is who we expect you to be. And um, what happened when my husband got sick is our scripts were basically burned because our our roles completely uh, changed. And so it was, huh, okay. So this script doesn't look anything like the script I was given that I've been reading off of my entire life. Do I want to go back to that script or do I want to write my own? Do I like this one that I've kind of been forced to do or am I resentful of you because of it? Um, And so I've always craved people being vulnerable. I'm one of these people who hate small talk. I hate cocktail conversation. Like if we're not bearing our souls, what's the point? Um, But I don't know if I really got fully into that until... Uh, I always craved it, but I don't know if I really got fully into it until my late twenties, um, mm. which is earlier than most, but I've learned through therapy that when the day my sister died, I grew emotionally about a decade. So I've always been mm. a little more, um, emotionally aware than the people, my peers, um, which honestly was one of the most freeing things anyone has ever said to me because that made so much sense to me. I never understood why do I care about these things that no one else seems to care about? You know, like in junior high and high school, I was like, why can't I just care about that, that they care about? (laughs) But I I didn't. I, you know, I was, it's so funny. I was actually going to ask you uh, in your Instagram bio, it says no small talk zone. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you need to explain what that means. Like yeah. that obviously helps a little bit, but when people go to your Instagram bio, like literally the first thing they see is no small talk zone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. Yeah. So when did you put that? Is that like, just, you know, kind of like a slogan that you live by then? Yeah. I just am not down for it. Like you're not going to find me. I mean, listen, I've learned recently because after I mean I was in the trenches with my husband's illness and babies for four years and I'm you know just now in the last couple years being able to come out of that I mean when you're in it you just have to build up all these walls because you just there's no you only have so much energy and you have to preserve it for the people who who are living in the in your home So I lost a lot of friends. I had family that didn't understand what was going on. There just wasn't enough energy to explain all of it. And so um, I think I'm just recently tearing down those walls and going, oh, remember, like you did used to be fun. You used to wear color. You used to go to a social event and everything. I still love the real talk. I don't love the facades that, a lot of people want to put on. It's like, 
it's like we have our um it's like we have our real self and then our official self mm. and I feel like a lot of the people who we meet are the official selves I don't want to meet the official self. I want I want the real self and so I try to show up as real as possible so am I having a little more fun than I than I used to yes but I'm still you're going to see honesty from me and vulnerability and I'm not going to be just like light and and fluffy sugar-coated yeah you said four years that this whole like event was and you know if you know for people that don't know sleeping with a stranger is kind of about how all of a sudden you didn't really recognize your husband anymore he developed this chronic illness I think he said he lost like 40 pounds and no one knew it was 55 I mean so obviously that begins in this lasts you said about four years I mean when did you, I, there's like, obviously so many questions and I know obviously a lot of it is in the book, but I'm just so like interested in, you know, obviously on one hand, like how you got through it, of course, but then on the other hand, you know, what ended up like, how did, what did you think was wrong? Did you ever find out? Like, it's like, obviously I'm sure I follow you on Instagram. You, you guys look amazing. So when did you start seeing like the light at the end of the tunnel? Like kind of what was that four years like? in a sense, first, like medically figuring out what was going on with your husband. It was absolutely brutal. (laughs) Um, I'm sure (laughs) it was so, it was the darkest time of my whole life. It was so much, I mean, I was 33. I had, you have to remember, I had a two-year-old and newborn twins. Like a two-year-old alone is a lot. A newborn alone is a lot newborn twins is insane. And I have a husband who can't get out of bed, who's so malnourished and weak. And then I have the responsibility of, you know, figuring out how to take care of all of us. How did I get through it? That's a question that people ask me a lot. And, and the only answer I know to give is you don't know what you're capable of until your back's against the wall. Yeah. That's how I felt. I felt like my back was against the wall. And someone had a gun to my head and I was going to do whatever it took. And you just, I don't know, you just get up and you just start doing what has to be done next. And it's like, my boys need to eat. I need to make bottles. Stella needs to go to preschool. I need to make her lunch. She has to get dressed. I need to give the boys a bath. Brian needs his medicine. I have to go to work. Like you just kind of do it. And then I, I don't know if you've ever, I'm a big fan of the strength finders test, which tells you your five biggest strengths. My number one strength is positivity. She can be good and also be bad. Um, in this case, I just continually was hopeful and believed that we were about to find it. Like, like, mm. like here's the hill and we're right here. And it was like the hill kept growing, you know, and there was a point, yeah. I guess it was about eight or nine months in. I'm literally in the car with one of my employees, one of my team members, and I just broke down. And I said, I don't know when we're going to find, I don't know where the end is. If somebody can just tell me you're six months away or you're three years away, well, then I can, I can work with that, but I don't know when it is. And that is what was really, really difficult. And no one else seemed to really have this gut intuition that I had, which was the things that the doctors are telling us aren't correct. Hmm everyone's just like, well, you just do what the doctors tell you to do. And I'm like, I think they're killing him. Like, I think 
everything that they've said would work hasn't worked. So how much longer are we gonna do this? Um, and that was a big turning point, but it was, it was brutal. I don't want to give it all away because it's in the Of book. course. It was, it, it, yeah. It was brutal. I mean, I can't even, I mean, I love that you had that like gut instinct and it just obviously is like, if you are listening and you haven't wanted to read the book yet, I mean, like, how could you not? I can't believe like, I just, I can't believe that you guys got through it, not in a sense of not believing, but just in like you know, it's one of those things where you go to your Instagram and like go to your website. And I'm so like right before this, I was like looking at your website again. And I was like, this stresses me out. And I'm going to tell her that because it's a total me thing. And it has nothing to do with her. Because to me, I'm like, she has this beautiful family. She has these kids and she has so many freaking assets on her website, like that are so helpful. There's the blog, there's the podcast, there's you know, the actual business side of it, but then there's the actual vulnerable side. I was like, this girl has so many amazing things to offer and they are presented in a beautiful package. Mm -hmm. Quick break to talk to you guys about Nomad. You guys know I'm all about aesthetic. I love leather and Nomad is so sick. It actually was a Kickstarter project started in 2012 with a goal of building ultra rugged and minimalist tools for the 21st century. They're based in Santa Barbara, California, and they make mobile accessories that not only like look good, but are there when you need them most. So now, of course, they've expanded because they're so amazing. And they offer a wide range of mobile accessories to fit any need from iPhone cases and Apple Watch straps to wireless chargers, ultra durable cases, and even premium wallets and passport holders crafted with Horween leather, which actually is based in Chicago. Fun fact. You guys know I love leather accessories and I just love accessories and organization in general. So you guys really have to go check it out because their leather is the best leather. It's literally the same leather that they use for the NFL and the NBA and it has a 10 foot drop protection. So it doesn't just like look good, it actually like works to protect your stuff. Check out their wireless charging solutions for home and office because who wants to deal with cables? I mean, seriously. The Leather Nomad uses smells amazing. It's a climate neutral brand and holiday season is approaching. Nomad is the perfect gift because I love getting people leather accessories. Like just wait till you see my gift guides. Nomad is a company that prioritizes design and quality over everything else. It's the highest quality, longest lasting materials available on the market and they design all of their concepts from the ground up rather than white labeling existing products. Get yourself and someone you love something unique, something that lasts, and something that is just exquisite. Check out nomadgoods.com slash mood to see what living the nomad life is all about. That's N-O-M-A-D-G-O-O-D-S dot com slash mood. Back to the podcast. But like, you know, it's because you're, like you said, like your back was up against the wall. It, I'm sure it didn't always maybe appear that way, or maybe it did. I don't know. But it's... I just, you would never know just from like looking at you from the outside, right? Like, well, and to be honest, that website and that business is a sense of control. If there's something mm. in your life that is completely out of control, then how are you going to, you control what you can. Mm. So yeah, I'm going to have a beautiful website and I'm going to, I'm going to put my content out on all the platforms. Those are things I have control over. I also have yeah. an amazing team that does all that stuff and makes it really <laughs> effortless. 
but um, I don't, I don't, I don't do any of that, but they are incredible. And um, it's always my story. It's always my voice, but they are so good at getting it out where it needs to be. And, but that is, that was a sense of control for me. Mm. That's yeah, the that's thing. Kind it's of- never, it's never what it appears ever. Oh yeah. Ever. I mean, definitely. I mean, I sense that like, you know, just from reading the, even if you guys just go on like Amazon and read like what the book's about, like it's, and by the way, you have so many incredible reviews. Like I was reading some of them the other day and it was like, must, must read, like read it twice. And it's just like, I was literally like, God damn it. Why don't I have Wi-Fi? Like I was like <laughs> actually like so upset and I'm like not a fast reader. And I was like, do I push her back? Like, but then I realized that like, you know, we can't give the book away anyway. So this right. is good for the listeners. Yeah. Um, but what's it called? I wanted to like talk to you about like, obviously like the relationship aspect of it with your husband, because I know that, you know, maybe not everyone's going to have a partner that has a chronic illness, but I'm sure that everyone goes through something where they feel like their backs against the wall. And oftentimes it really can tear apart a marriage. Yeah. Um, and how do you like, what do you like, what kind of just advice would you give to people that are navigating like really just like hard things in life while trying to show up as a partner for their spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend or just partner? Here's my advice. And this doesn't necessarily have to do with chronic guilt. I mean, listen, if being a caretaker for someone is completely different than being in a relationship with someone. So my relationship advice is this. You have to be 100% you. You have to live your own life. You have to have your own interests. You have to have your own friends. Um, You have to have your own hobbies your own work, whatever that work looks like, doesn't necessarily mean you have to be paid for it, but whatever your work looks like, your own ambitions, your own, and then, and then your partner should have the same. And what you should be doing for each other is simply supporting one another's individual lives. And yes, you come Mm -hmm. together and you build a life, but we don't, there's no reason to become codependent. And Mm -hmm. if you, if everything that you have is based on um, another human being, I think it's a bit of a trick. Like, I think it's, that's just a, that's just a cover up for your loneliness. Yeah, definitely. So I think it's really important to have your own thing. And again, I go back to the emotional insurance of losing my sister of being like, you know what, if we got in a car tomorrow and my whole family died, what else do I have? Mm. Hopefully there are some things that I, that I, I haven't just, I haven't just built um, a relationship as a wife and relationship as a mom. I hope that I've built a full life. I hope mm. that I have hobbies. I hope that I have friendships. I hope that I have mentors. I hope that I have, um, you know, work. I hope that I have a full life. And I think that women have a really difficult time admitting that that is needed because we are told and conditioned from the moment that we're born that women um, have to be selfless, that we have to be nurturers, 
that we have to take care of everyone else. It's funny, the other day I was at a, I was with my boys and we went to see the Paw Patrol movie. And there's, there's like five boy Paw Patrols and one girl Paw Patrol and the girl one, it, it rides in a helicopter. And she's like looking over, you know, I, I was like, the, the irony isn't lost on me, right? <laughs> the woman, the girl Paw Patrol is the one in the helicopter looking down to make sure all the boys are okay. And if someone needs help, she's there. She's having to like think for all of them. That's what we continually, those are what my, those are the messages that the show is giving my kids. It's, it's, um, so it's so important to have your own thing. Um, I think that, that, yeah, I think so. And then just communication and being brutally honest, like, yeah. Brian and I are very, very honest with each other. And we know without a shadow of a doubt that we are family until death do us part. Like who knows? I I don't have a crystal ball um, about husband and wife forever, but I know that he is my family until death do us part. I love too, that you said it's a cover up for loneliness because I think it's so easy to like you know, people were even like afraid of spending time alone, like in finding a hobby that we do alone. Like we'd much rather throw ourselves into like someone else's problems, someone else's life, someone else's plan. And I think for, you know, a lot of the girls listening, especially like in this kind of age where we're like figuring out like what our kind of life building looks like, it's really easy to just like imagine that next chapter, like, oh, well, I don't have to worry about it. Cause like, you know, at that point I'll be a wife and a mom. So like, this is just what I'm doing right now that I'm like in this phase of my life. And so I think it's cause we just like assume that growing up, it's like your life ends when you have kids quote unquote. And so it's like, so interesting to be reminded too. And I've actually been really noticing it lately of like, when I see someone like, obviously like, have a baby and stuff. And then like six months later, they're like doing X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, that's like such a nice reminder. Cause like, I didn't see that growing up, not in the sense of in my household, but like you said, like in TVs and movie and stuff right. like that, and just what they tell you right. to be completely honest. Right. And I think it is kind of a cover up, like, Oh, like just keep having more kids so that you never have to be an empty nester. Like I had that thought I was like, well, the more kids I have, then the more I'll have to do. And maybe I won't have time for other things, AKA myself. Like, you know, like when you get like dark for a second you're like, well, do I really have to do this thing forever? AKA hang out with myself. And it's like, yeah, like, like you said, if you're the only one to survive a car crash, which like you have been, and it's, I mean, I don't know how you don't live in a scarcity mindset all the time. Now I know I'm getting on a different tangent, but I would just have, and obviously I'm sure it takes a lot of therapy, but just this like scarcity mindset of like, Oh, the other shoe's going to drop. Yeah. Or like, it's, you know, well, I think there's a couple of things. I think, um, one of the things that I hope that your listeners will hear is that contentment and joy that's a solo job Mm. like no one's gonna feel that for you um people can come around us and they might give off a hormone of oxytocin that make us that make us feel good right in the way that exercise gives off endorphins but true contentment is a solo job so you do need to learn how to go eat by yourself or go see a movie Mm. by yourself or go on a walk with yourself and don't just always drown things out with noise. You know, that's, I feel like that's what people are doing constantly. It's like, let me listen to a podcast. Let me listen to music. Let me watch TV. People like have, who have TVs on all the time. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's like, 
no, you need to be able to hear your thoughts and you need to be able to sit with them and work through them. Your feelings are different than the truth, but your feelings are your guiding light. Mm. You need to feel all your feelings. There's five core feelings. Only one of them, them is positive. Mad, glad, sad, hurt, and afraid. So if you think about it that way, five core feelings, and you can feel one of those or all of those at the same time, any combination, but there's only one feel good one. So the goal here isn't happiness. The goal is to feel our feelings, figure out what they're telling us to sit with them so that we can be guided to the next step in our life. And I think that a lot of people don't do that. And so emotion gets stuck in them. And then emotion has a beginning, middle, and an end. And if it doesn't get out, if you don't work through it and doesn't get out, it gets stuck. And that's how so many different sicknesses and illnesses occur and depression and anxiety and all of these things. I mean, I think it really kind of all boils down to emotion. A hundred percent. I mean, can we just like clip that and like, just send it out everywhere? I mean, that was incredible. I love it. I mean, clearly you're an amazing speaker because I saw you filmed for Ted for Ted talk. I mean, how was that? And when does that come out? I don't know when it comes out. I've sent an email out uh, to find out. I have not received an email back, but I know that they're in the process of like the editing yesterday. I was, I was asked to send like a bio um, for it and everything. So it's in the works. It's just not, it's not like overnight, I guess. So, but it was, I mean, I'm so excited for it. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Thank you. And The other thing too, that I was actually really curious about, because I always see this book everywhere and I think you're like reading through it or like working through it right now on Instagram, the artist's way. Yeah. Okay. So I like, I'm really familiar with like a course in miracles. And like, I have a friend that like works through it, like with people. And when I saw you working through the artist way, I was like, oh, that's so interesting because like, I like just like the working through it part, but I've always like not understood not necessarily like the difference, but they just like always remind me of each other. Yeah. But I've never even like really read the artist's way. So like, I'm sure this, obviously you're working through This is not your first time reading it. So is that like kind of like a guide for you? And like, what are you like doing with that? This, right is, now? My, this is my first time going through it. So, oh, it is. Yes. So I, I guess about 12 weeks ago, I was talking to my dear friend, her name's Katie Selvage. She's one of the wisest human beings I know. She's I, I'm I make a joke, but I'm actually serious that she's better than Google. Like she gives me better information than Google ever could. Um, But I guess it was about 12 weeks ago. I said to her, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. I think I just, I'm I'm not feeling creative. I don't feel like I have anything else to give. Maybe, you know, I, maybe I need a season where I am at home with the kids, which is silly because they're at school all day. But um, she was like, (laughs) Okay. And I was like, I don't have any creativity left in me. I don't even, and she was like, okay, I'm going to send you this book and I want you to commit to going through it. And I was like, okay. And, um, but it, it is incredible in the sense that what it does is it basically, we were all created and it's insane to believe that something created was created without the intent to create. Mm. So if you can look at it from that perspective and know that we are all creative, but somehow, some way 
that has been pushed down or suppressed or something, or even people who claim to be creatives have moments where they're like totally blocked. So it's about these, these steps that you can take to unblock your creativity. And one of the things that Katie says, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's like creativity is just problem solving. So the more things that you kind of fill into your creative bucket, the more problems you're going to be able to solve in your life, the more problems you can solve in your life, the more you can pay attention. And when we pay attention, Mm. that's what actually brings us contentment. And I think, you know, just to give you an example, one of the things they tell you to do is every week, go, you just go do something by yourself that you either loved doing as a child, or you've always just thought, well, that'd be fun. You know, like a pottery class. It's like, Mm. wouldn't that be fun? But you never do it. Right. Right. Well, I used to take dance and I hadn't taken dance, a dance class since high school. I went and I took a choreography class. This was three weeks before my TED talk. And there were parts of my TED talk. I just couldn't remember what came next. I went to this dance class and I remembered, oh yeah, like I can actually pick up choreography pretty quickly. And it hit me. If I choreograph my TED talk, I'll remember it. Not like dancing, Mm. but just like a a hand (laughs) movement here and there. Sure enough, I came home and I kind of just did that. I would just, when I said fruition, I would do this one thing with my hand. If I said pain comes to all of us, I would kind of motion, um, you know, like to all of us. And I never would have figured, and then I, I memorized it like that. I never would have figured that out without this book. It's fascinating. Wow. That's, that's insane. I might have to do that you because need to do that. I know. Cause I always see it. It's like one of those things that you like see on Instagram, yeah. you know, where you see someone reading it. I had never and, heard of it. So I oh, really? she sent it, but y'all can go on my Instagram, Jessica Zimmerman underscore and go under IGTV. And Katie and I, we go through it every week. We do a chapter every week. Okay, well, I'm definitely going to follow along with that so that it's like accountability slash I'd love to just hear you two chat. And speaking of love as well, we do mood boosters on mood and you actually have a section on your site about like products and stuff that you love. Yes. And that's essentially mood boosters. And so what are your like top two right now? I'm very curious about this like honey that I saw on your website. Yeah. Okay. So I love it's beekeepers naturals. And so it is, they have like propolis spray. You spray it in your throat every day and it like helps your immune system and keeping you healthy. Um, There is this, this superfood honey that's got like all these great things in it for you that I love. Um, Let's see, what else am I loving right now? I love Sweats by Madewell. All day. They are the most comfortable, softest sweats in the world. I love a good pair of sweats. And then um, I have never been a coffee drinker ever, but a few weeks ago I got an espresso machine and I've been having (laughs) an espresso with some uh, coconut milk creamer every morning that has made me pretty happy. I mean, those are definitely cozy fall mood boosters. Aren't they? So, yeah, they really are. Yeah, like that's exactly what we're all about over here right now. So I am literally like dying to go start reading your book now that I have Wi Fi and can download it. I am so freaking excited. Okay. You are absolutely just like 
a light in a dark world. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I can't wait to keep following you and keep up with everything. Where can everyone also follow along and get your book? You can get book, the book anywhere books are sold. Um, Amazon's obviously the easiest, but Barnes and Noble, you know, all the play, Audible, uh, all the places. Um, and then the best place to keep up with me is jessicazimmerman.com. Um, I have Zimmerman podcast. I have um, Instagram is jessicazimmerman underscore. Um, I have a YouTube channel. So, you know, all the things, but you can, I have a blog on my website, but you can link it all, you know, from the website. So jessicazimmerman.com. Perfect jessicazimmerman.com thank you so much jessica thank you guys so much for listening to this week's mood make sure to rate in the podcast store five stars it really helps the podcast and so does supporting our sponsors make sure to follow mood on instagram at mood with lauren elizabeth you can also follow me at lauren elizabeth and i will talk to you guys next week bye